And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here along my sister and co-pilot Mary. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Kev. How about you? I'm doing okay. As, as okay as someone can do. It's a these, dreary Monday. It is. In, these, in northeastern Pennsylvania. In these COVID times we live in, <laughs> where I just somehow hate people even more than I used to. Well, dude, okay, so did you see um, on the news the flower tent that survived, like, the tornado Okay, this is, this is very year? local, this is very local. Oh, yeah, so last year there was a tornado that, like, took out an entire shopping plaza in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, which is right by Pennsylvania, but, right, right, or right by Scranton. Yeah, it's a northeastern by the office, you know. Yeah, but there was one lone, like, outdoor canvas flower tent that was still standing it survived the tornado amidst all these buildings like the dicks building got completely destroyed Mm -hmm. and today we just had a particularly windy like rainstorm and the whole thing went down and everybody was like r.i.p to the flower tent (laughs) the end times are nigh (laughs) the end times are nigh when the heroes are going yeah right (laughs) so we are back this week. Uh, we're going to start season six with episodes one and two, gossip, and I forget what the other one is the uh, meeting. Yeah, the meeting. Uh, a very generic, forgettable name. Yeah. And uh, but before we do that, last week we didn't do our, our season five. Yeah, wrap our up. season wrap up because so, somebody forgot their notes. <laughs> so we pushed it off to this week, and so uh, we're going to do. We're going to start the show off with that. So Mary, Mary. All right, guys. Yeah. So recap season five. This was a long one. If you've been with us, this has been 14 weeks to get to this point. Um, So we start off with weight loss, um, part one and part two. So part one, uh, I gave a 4.0. Kevin gave a 3.8. Weight loss part two, I gave 4.7. Kevin gave a 3.7. Business ethics, uh, I rated 4.1. Kevin, 3.8. The baby shower, which unforgettably... (laughs) Uh, Creed stating that must have looked like Omaha Beach about Jan, Jan's birthing pool. Yeah. I gave it a 4.2. Kevin gave it a 4.4. Whore point whore. Yes. Um, Two whores. Crime aid. I gave a 4.0. Kevin, 3.0. Employee transfer, three, 4.3 from me, 4.0 from Kevin. Customer service, 3.7 from me, 4.3 for Kevin. Mm-hmm. Business trip, oh, up to old, like, Kennedy. Yeah, Canada. Kennedy. Um, 4.0 from both of us. All right. Uh, Frame Toby, I gave a 4.5. You gave 4.2. The Surplus, 4.2 from me, 3.5 from you. Moroccan Christmas. Wow, this was so long ago. It feels like Holy shit. It feels like we didn't even do that. Right? Uh, I gave it a 4.6. You did not like it as much. I didn't like it as much, no. That one, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, The Duel, 4.0 from the Meribur, and a 4.6 from the Dude. Yeah. Uh, Prince Family Paper, 3.2 from me, 3.8 from you. Stress Relief, Part 1. 4.8 4.8 from me and a 4.5 for you. We like that, that was the fake fire drill that that's, gave Stanley the heart attack. That's probably the best episode of the season, I would say. Oh, yeah. I would hazard a guess. Oh, my God. That was that was a great midway, mm-hmm. like a midpoint. Uh, and then Stress Relief Part 2. You held strong at a 4.5, dude. Yeah, I liked it. I had a 4.0. Um, lecture Circuit Part 1, 4.4 from me, 4.3 from Kevin. Lecture Circuit Part 2, 4.3 from me, 3.8 from Kevin. Blood Drive is a 4.0 from moi, 
3.2 from Kevin. Yeah, I wasn't He's not a fan of Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was not feeling... Well, that one... Oh, I don't know. That one was just, like, dreary. It was weird. Yeah. It I was, didn't... like, kind of depressing, but then Phyllis and Bob Phyllis Vance and Bob were the only positive on that show, as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And then uh, Golden Ticket... Who can make the sun rise? <laughs> uh, I gave it a four point three. You gave it a three point five. Yeah, you liked it, but not. I liked as much it. I didn't I love did. it because I thought the second half dragged it down big okay. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, new boss with Idris Elba being introduced. Four point from me and three point nine from Kevin. Two weeks, a 3.2 from me and a 3.1 from Probably Kevin. the worst cumulative episode of the season. The only good part was... Uh, Michael drinking scotch. Yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> Splenda. Yeah, otherwise drunk, drunk like scotch, tastes like Splenda. Otherwise it was just like, whatever. Yeah, that really was the only yeah. part that we both really enjoyed, I think. Um, and then Dream Team, 3.4 from me and 3.3 from Kevin. Michael Scott Paper Company, 3.9 from me, 3.4 from Kevin. Heavy competition. We both rated a 3.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, broke is a 4.4 from me and a 3.6 for Kevin. I feel like that's just, I like the, uh, you know, comeback kid. Do you? Like, it, it, that, was, it was like a feel-good moment. Was it, that's Jim, the one where they... Jim was like, I don't know, you guys are broke. You're a highly successful thing. And they, like, triumphed over the corporate. I guess. And then joined corporate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they more or less sold out and bought in, but... Yeah. Um, and then Casual Friday with Meredith's boob. 3.7 for me, 3.2 from Kevin. There was just... Meredith's boob could only take you so far. <laughs> and her vag. Wear your panties! <laughs> they could only take you so far. One moment does not an episode make. <laughs> nope. Um, Cafe Disco, 3.9 from me, 3.4 from Kevin. And we rounded out the uh, entire season with Company Picnic, a 4.0 from your girl, and a 4.3 from Kevin. All right. Which brings our averages for the entire fifth season I gave it a 4.1, and Kevin got a 3.8. All right. And uh, judging... Okay, so going through those again, mm-hmm. I'm looking at them, and one thing I seem to realize is that for about the last, I don't know, eight episodes of the mm-hmm. season, I, I think you broke four once, and I don't. I think I broke... Well, taking out the finale. Yeah. Forget the finale, because that has nothing to do with preceded everything yeah. else. Um, From New Boss, when Idris Elba shows appears up. to the end... To Cafe Disco, I, I don't think we broke four. I broke four twice. Okay. Not including the last one, But we had some three fours and three twos yeah, and three ones. that like, was really what dragged the entire season down. That and you didn't like Crime Aid. Well, this, well the sad but, part is that, like, it was some of the best storytelling they did. Yeah. It just wasn't entertaining enough. Yeah. Like, it was logical and progressed well and everything. It but just it just kind of like the comedy portion. No, it wasn't was great. It, like... They just didn't Except nail that. Except your donuts make me go nuts. <laughs> they just didn't nail it. Yeah. And like looking back at season five now, I think the big thing to take away. So there's probably about four or five main points to take away from the whole season. Okay. The first one is it starts and ends with Michael and Holly. That is yeah. like a big overarching thing. And a big ah. part of it, like with business trip and the blood drive and that, is like it's Michael. Him trying to get over Holly. Him trying to get over her and... He can't, and yeah. he's looking for something else. And that, like a lot, a big portion of the season is Michael losing Holly, who he really likes. And that, I mean, even Jan is in the beginning of the season with yeah. the baby shower and everything. But he gets over that and picks Holly. But so that that's the big overarching thing. Michael has that as well as the the we've covered in previous episodes about the business side of things. Yeah, where he, he doesn't feel respected for somehow getting good results. 
And he quits. Somehow. And, <laughs> he quits and tries to prove that he can do it on his own. Yeah. So that, those are the big things for Michael. And I guess then you can include Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe they got in, no, they got, they got engaged, engaged last season. No, oh, no weight right. loss. Yeah, that's they right. got engaged this season. Holy fuck. You know, it doesn't even feel like it was the same season. I know. Pam, Pam was in New York. Yeah. Like, the, the season began with that fat fox face. Alex, <laughs> Pam, I think you should stay in New York. Yeah. I'm a useless piece the of shit. fuck out of here, Alex. I wear a blazer with an X-Men t-shirt. Like, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. Um, yeah, it's really like a different world because... It is. She does evolve, but she doesn't at the same time. Aww. Like, she comes back, she failed. Let's be honest. She failed art she school. Did. She came back. Uh, her and Jim get engaged at a gas station. They got engaged while she was in New York. Yeah. And then but, she, yeah, she, but, she got engaged. She failed New York, or I mean art school. Um, she came back. And then, yeah, but you have to remember, she then left her job. Yeah. Well, I was getting there. You just, you just like, because I was going through the progression. Like, she started, she failed art school, she came back, she got a receptionist job, realized when Michael did that speech where it was like, is this the best you can do? And she's like, no, sir, I'm doing my part. And she got up and went out with him and came back and she's a salesperson now. Yeah. A saleswoman. Saleswoman. Um, So, like, but the thing is, like, I don't feel like she's different. I feel like she's the same person who's just wearing different clothes. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. I can understand where you're coming from with that. Because she doesn't seem more outgoing at all. She still, like, has the same repartee with Michael. And her and Jim still do the same thing. She, like, she hasn't changed. But I think she feels better, like, she accomplished something. So just because she's not acting differently doesn't mean that she herself doesn't feel like she's accomplished something. She's moved on from receptionist, which, oh, that's every little girl's dream to be a receptionist, right? (laughs) Um, she's moved on and now she, she feels herself grown. So she may not have changed as much with her interactions with the office, but I think her own self-worth has increased. See, I don't get that. Like when I watch the show, I feel like the show insists that she's not a wallflower anymore and that she'll stand up for herself. And I really just don't see it. And we'll talk. I see it with Jim. Well, they got engaged. Yeah. She's a little less, uh, meek, I guess. Well, she wasn't meek with Jim. Like they got along and everything. Yeah. But she'll like. Be like more with assertive. the surplus. Yeah. She was the one to mm-hmm. leave the chair. Oh, I forgot. Was that episode this season? Yep. It was? It was. Good lord. Um, it was right before Moroccan Christmas. But like these two episodes coming up, she's still the same old Pam Beasley. Especially there's one part we'll get to in the second episode, mm. the uh, meeting episode, where she's the same person. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's Dwight, Andy, Angela, Love Triangle happened this season. Yeah. And that was, I think we didn't like it. Would you say? Was, I mean, I liked the Dwight Angela interactions. They were okay. Andy like was atrocious. The only part of the whole thing I liked was the the duel portion because yeah. it blew it off and it, it was pretty funny for what it was. Yeah, like it kept it. It kept you loved that episode. I actually. did. I think that might have been highest. That rated. was your highest. You had a four point six on it. Yeah, it was great. And like the the thing is, it was outlandish and funny, but it stayed true to who all three characters were. Mm-hmm. So it worked in that regard. Uh, is there anything else? Do you think we should like any other big storylines that stand out to you? Um, oh, we got a new receptionist. Oh, yeah, a new character, but she hasn't really done anything yet. Yeah, she really hasn't. So she, she's um, just kind of like excitable young girl. Yeah. I really don't think there's much else. I mean, Toby came back from Costa Rica. That's minor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, oh, Ryan's back. Yeah, Ryan, I hate this character. I'm starting <laughs> to hate him more than Andy. I really am. But, like, I think overall, like, taking into totality... With the rest of the series so far. I think season five has been my favorite for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Because it kept that 
that story th- thread from the beginning to the end with mm-hmm. the, a few of the different characters. And also... With the main characters. Well, no, with Mike, Jim, Pam, Dwight, Andy, Angela. The like, main characters. They, yeah, but I'm saying they all kept like, the singular yeah. thread. Uh, if the, And also like the fact that I think it had the most variation and most variety. Where you'd have different episodes that covered different things or yes. different people. And, like, the laughs came from more than just Michael being an idiot. Yeah. Like, Creed had time to shine. Meredith had her time Meredith to shine. had the Christmas episode. Dude. Meredith had the Christmas episode. She had Casual Friday. Phyllis bitching on Angela. Yep. And then, you know, fucking Bob in a bathroom. It's you know, like, great. The, every, every character had a chance. and But, like... There would be different episodes. Like how we talked how the beginning of the season was so... It was like... It's it was like, very heavily... It's light years from where the end is. Yeah. With the company picnic and like where everybody is. Yeah. And like even the tone of the show seems to have changed. Yeah, it, it really has. <laughs> like I feel like this season was almost like a maturity. Yeah. Like they finally got into their their groove, would you say? My big hope is that this isn't the peak. Like I hope it plateaus here for like a year or two. I'm hoping. I don't know. Um, the beginning of season six, if that's an indicator, I'm not going to be happy. But like season five was fantastic. Best yeah. one we've covered so far. I still, I can't believe I lowballed it with a three point eight. But I mean, I stand by it. Because I, I think what happened was the end of the season. Yeah, was it was not just your. Uh, yeah, it was. Cup just, of tea. It wasn't the, yours either. The way, yeah, no, it, it really was not as strong as previous seasons, no. like second halves. Yeah, you know, they all kind of. Like the first, they the came end of out season the four with like goodbye Toby and that yeah. was great. They came out the gate very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, even like I said, stress relief was. I think that was the mid season premiere probably or mm-hmm. finale because that was episode fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> they were really really strong until like lecture circuit. Yeah, lecture which circuit kind of went down. Second half of the yeah. season and it. Overall, it, it though, revolved more heavily around Michael still being in love with Holly and looking for love and doing his own yeah business. Yeah, it did kind of center around that, and then it just kind of left a lot of other people dangling. Yeah, because like Charles, like that—that's another thing about the Charles <clears throat> Minor character. For as much as I like Idris Elba, like with that character, you can't do much. Mm-hmm. Like he has to come in and be a hard ass, and it just kind of sucks the soul out of the show. Yeah, because with a character like that, it's not light. Even at all. even Stanley was like kowtowing to him, and there was no humor in that. And yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. But yeah. Uh, overall, though, we love season five. Anything else you want to add on before we start nah, season man, six? No, man, I think we touched on all of it. All right. So that brings us to the premiere of season six. Yes. Episode one, Gossip. Ooh, Gossip. Yes. And this this begins with a bang. As we see <laughs> Michael, Andy, and um, Dwight. Dwight running through the office, jumping over desks, wheeling in uh, chairs. Pretending to well, rolling, rolling over desks. <laughs> like Joe Don Baker over the hood of a car. Right. <laughs> Rolling around, Dwight is going through the kitchen, mule kicking doors open. <laughs> then, like they're just going hardcore parkour, parkour, parkour. And uh, Jim shows us he's like, "This is 2004's big internet thing." Uh, it was in a Bond film. Was it? See, I don't do Bond. Apparently, films. Yeah, I'm gonna assume either. it was in. That's like, what that's what John Krasinski told me, so, so like, I'm gonna believe it. That's like the first Daniel Craig movie. I think so. By the way, just watched Cowboys and Aliens the other night. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. So underrated. Awesome movie. But um, 
So they show them out in the parking lot. They're, Michael's walking across the hoods of cars. Yeah. He's like, can't even run. He's winded. Andy is hanging off the... the pit stands on oh, Michael's so side. Gross. Disgusting. Oh you can tell he's a big sweater. And like, Andy's hanging off a fence because he can't... He doesn't have the strength to do much. Dwight has like this little camcorder to record everything. Oh my God. And then we see them standing on the top of an 18-wheeler trailer. Yeah. And they're like... Andy's like, jump onto the refrigerator box... Go over the dumpster, do a gainer into the trash can. like On the pallet, 360 to the pallet, gainer backflip into the trash. Yeah, they have this whole thing planned out. And then Andy just jumps and goes right through the refrigerator box because it's empty. And you just <laughs> parkour, he- parkour! You just hear this meek parkour. <laughs> and that's our cold open. Good stuff. So the show opens up and we see that they have interns. Mm-hmm. Summer interns. And Dwight is treating them like slaves, essentially. Uh, Which pam- I'm not shocked by. No, he, in any way, shape, or form. He tells the girl, he's like, you have to reorganize the files random in random order and then come back later and you can reorganize them again. Yeah, for further orders on their order. Yes. It's like, oh, gee, Dwight, I wonder what you're going to make her do. So Pam does a talking head and she says it's the last day for the summer interns. Uh, the last time was years ago that they had interns <laughs> and they had to cancel the program because Michael made constant uh, Monica Lewinsky joke. <laughs> And as she's talking, we see, like, clips of them in the office doing stuff. And, like, Meredith is grinding on the one Oh, guy. my God, I know. He's, like, trying to get something off the shelf. And she's, like, reaching up behind him. And, Dude, like, she's, like, rubbing herself yeah, all up on this Her saggy guy. tits are, like, into his back. <laughs> it's so gross. So, um, in the break Sorry, room. Sorry, Kate Flannery. You're a beautiful, you're a beautiful you're woman a beautiful now. You're a beautiful woman. You made yourself so ugly for the show. <laughs> but, um, Method acting. The office workers are in the break room gossiping about the two uh, interns, a guy and a girl, mm-hmm. hooking up. And Mike enters, and he's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? He's just being, like, nosy and shit. And Kelly tells him, like, oh, we think they're going to hook up or whatever. And Phyllis says, like, don't buy into it. It's just gossip. We're just talking. It's not true. So then we see a... Well, because Michael made a comment, like, oh, I hired them. I'm a matchmaker. Spaniard fly. Spanish fly? No, Spaniard fly. Did you look up? No. Okay, I I thought he was just talking about Spanish fly, which I think was a date rape drug. I swear oh. to God, there was an interview with Bill Cosby. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm totally misremembering. But I could have remember. I could have swore there was a thing where Bill Cosby talked about it in like the '90s, and then everybody was like, "That's his date rape drug," because he, you know, did all that oh. stuff. Well, I, I, did, <laughs> I totally took it. I'm sorry. I did I think look that's it up was. because actually somebody else on Reddit had the same question. They're like, "I've been googling what the hell Spaniard Fly is in reference to." <laughs> Apparently, it's like some kind of like fly or beetle it's like a green fly beetle thing and um the it, it's either like the crushed up body of it or like some kind of oil that they get from it is known as an aphrodisiac or was no used idea. was used as an aphrodisiac it was very convoluted and i was like this is fucking weird shit why would michael scott pull this out of his ass that blows my mind that he would know that since he can't pronounce easy words right or cupid sparrow which is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> so jim and pam do a talking head and they said they haven't told anyone about the pregnancy because we, we ended last week they were pregnant. Yay! And because of office gossip. Yeah. So Michael tells Dwight, like, oh, do you hear about Pete? What's her name? Pete and Tammy? I don't even know their names. No, it's not Pete. It's like, Air- no, I have no idea. I didn't pay the, close enough attention. I didn't either. I was going to work Thick and Julia Stiles. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so Mike tells him, but Dwight already knows about it because they went to Tink's on a group date. Um, and Mike is pissed that, you know, that he was like left out of the gossip. Yeah. But Tink's is, uh, it's no longer an operation. It used to be a bar club downtown Scranton. Yo. Did you go I, there when it was Tink's? Yeah, I did. I saw, I actually saw my first concert there. I was Who really was it? Con- 
Four years strong. I oh, they're them. okay. I saw Guar there. Oh my God. <laughs> Me and my cousins went there, and I wore a swimsuit and a white t-shirt. Oh, yeah, because you get covered in blood, Because right? they spread, yeah, they, they cut off Hillary Clinton's head and spewed blood, and then they brought out Bernie Madoff, and his head exploded. Jesus. So, like, we were covered in green and gore, and oh, my God. If you, if you guys don't know about Guar, they have, like, these effigies of, like, famous people who they, like, put in guillotines and shit, yep. and, like, you know, they have songs called Slaughter Rama. Just, like... Uh, shock rock, thrash rock. Just, yeah, it's very theatrical. They have a song called Preschool Prostitute, I believe it is. All right, let's move on. <laughs> no, but like Slaughterama, Sadama Gogo, I Hate You. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of You, I should say. They're great. Love Guar. They're, they dress up like monsters. <laughs> Scumdogs of the universe. They anyway. were at Tinks. <laughs> they were at Tinks. It was a real place. So Tinks is a real place. Was. It was. Did I say was? You said is. Oh, it was. So there, and Mike is in the kitchen now um, with the third intern. And he said, you know, not the one who's with the girl. And he starts talking about, you know, being the third wheel in group dates. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, at Tink's, how did you know? Did Stanley tell you? <laughs> and Michael is like, what? Stanley yeah. was there? So he goes around and starts talking about Stanley. Uh, or excuse me. Yeah, he tells yeah, everybody. He, he, yeah, he goes out to Dwight and Phyllis. My notes are all fucky. He goes out to like Dwight and Phyllis, and he's like, Stanley and his wife were out at Tink's dancing. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis says, that's not possible. Terry, his wife, is out of town. You should check your facts. Mm-hmm. So Mike goes back. Oh, no, I love this, oh, though. She goes, Stanley hates crowds, kids, and music. You should get your facts checked. <laughs> Very much like Angela. Right? <laughs> so Michael barges, barges into the interns who are eating lunch. He goes, hey, you, you stupid son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> Which is very out of character. It is, but it was hilarious. But he's like going to ream them, but they really say, like, no, it was Stanley, and he was making out with a woman. Yeah. And so Mike goes around the office now, and he starts telling everybody that Stanley's having an affair. He's way too happy about it. Yeah, well, he's excited because now he thinks he's... He's the one who's starting. He's the center of attention because everybody lights up when they hear the news coming from him. So he's all happy about it. And the way he shows Kevin... He's playing a game of hangman with Kevin, where <laughs> the answer is Stanley is cheating on Terry. Yep. And, like, he's giving Kevin, an- like, the, oh my God. you know, what would go here, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> so but can I just, so he started this rumor with Kelly. Yes. So I noticed something in the background of Kelly's desk. Let's hear it. Kelly has a whiteboard, and it says, ending quarterly sales slash HR performers. And then there's a list of names with numbers, and they're ranked highest to lowest. At the top... Is Andy. Okay. And just the number 128,500. Jim, 26,720. Dwight coming in third with 119,820. Phyllis has shown some respectable numbers, 117,000. Stanley, 117,000. Then Michael was 96,000. And then Creed with eighty nine thousand. Creed is not a salesman. He is He's quality not. assurance. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Hmm, why is Creed there? <laughs> and also, how is Andy, who's known as like the worst salesman, the top salesman? Who even says in the next episode yeah. that he's doing horribly. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was really it was a neat little background Curious. thing. Yeah. Curious. Also, yes. I googled. Um, Bill Cosby, Spanish Fly, Here we because go. you mentioned it. Here we go, everybody. And he actually does have a comedy album with uh, <clears throat> a bit called Spanish Fly on it, with mm. which jokes about a, sus- a substance which le- legend, wow, if I could fucking speak, <laughs> which le- legend has it would w- make women feel amorous, and that he has actually been quoted, uh, like his little bit said like, oh... 
I'd be interested in acquiring some Spanish flies since childhood and that there was a cult around the supposed effects of the drug implying that it would be put in, in women's drinks without their knowledge or consent. Kind of date rapey, huh? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> like part of his bit is like, oh, if you saw five girls standing alone at a party, boy, if I had a jug of Spanish fly, I'd light the corner, the whole corner up over there. So, it might not be a date rape drug, but it gives you those vibes, huh? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy that he says that. It's like icky. Yeah. So, you're welcome for that. I'm glad you got to put your eyes on that. Yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) I get to, uh, that's a hot image. (laughs) So, Stanley is on his way out, and Michael stops him from his side window, which we never see use. Ever! It's like a drive through window. (laughs) And, um... Like, Michael's just, like, joking about, like, get a hot woman for my movie or something. That can dance. And, like, Stanley leaves, says he's going on a sales call, and Jim steps in and tells Michael to stop telling people that Stanley's having an affair because it might not be true and he might be ruining his life. For nothing. So then, like, Mike realizes, like, the implications and runs out and stops, you know, steps in front of Stanley's car and he's like, are you having an affair? (laughs) So then, like, Michael gets in his car and he says that the interns must have misled him. And that's when Stanley's like, oh, they saw me. I told her it was a stupid idea. And he comes clean. Look, she, he's like, I told her it was stupid to be up in the club. <laughs> okay, number one, up in the club, weird. Love hearing Number two, him. at Tinks? <laughs> Tinks was not, they had the as le- far the as I levels. knew. Oh, yeah, the ups, upstairs. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because from what I saw, it was like it was like a sports bar. No, almost. that was the downstairs. There's, that's why now it's a bar called Levels. Levels, yeah. Because the different levels were different, like, you know, club areas, whatever. Yeah. So, Snoop Dogg played there. Did he? At Levels, I yeah. I didn't know that. That's... Performed in the upstairs. Shizzle, my nizzle. For shizzle. So, um, Stanley admits, like... That he's been doing it, and mm-hmm. he's been lonely, and he's been talking with his nurse, Cynthia. Yeah. Uh, long walks on the treadmill. <laughs> and uh, he said he's on his way to break it off, and he begs Michael not to say a word to anybody. Yeah. And of course, Michael's like, oh, I won't, even yeah. though he's done it all day. So Michael goes up to Kevin in the kitchen. And this is when the episode takes a horrible turn for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we're going to... Oh, I can't wait to talk about this at the end. Okay, so Michael goes up to Kevin in the kitchen and spreads a rumor about Angela being with an 81-year-old man who owns a Quiznos off the turnpike. That was fine. Then he, do, then he does a talking head where he says, spreading false gossip so that he, so no one knows what is true. Mm-hmm. He's trying to cover his own tracks by ruining everybody else's day. Yep. So he tells Aaron that Kelly is anorexic. Oh, my God. And then... Interexic. Oh, yeah, he can't say it because he's an idiot. Yep. So then he tells Kelly Aaron might get fired and Andy is gay. To which, okay, I know, I I think now that I'm going through my notes, I think I know when you're talking about. So he tells Meredith that Pam's pregnant. And then. I love Meredith, though. She's going to hate being a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she only had the second kid for the vacation. Right. So Kevin is now in the break room with Andy and he's giggling at Andy for drinking tea. And he says, do you like it as much as you like men's butts? Because you're gay. Jesus Christ, Kevin. The genius in it is that Kevin is acting like a second grade boy. Oh, And he's a grown man. That's like the comedy about it. And that that part even is fine. It's what comes next. So Andy gets serious. He's like, who told you? Broccoli Rob? Did you talk to somebody (laughs) from high school? And then he does a talking head where he says, it's not the first time these rumors have come out. Yeah. And it's a total coincidence. I think, like, he starts, like... Talking himself into maybe they're true, maybe he is. And he's gay. a f- 
I'm sorry. That part, I it gets fucking worse. hate it. It gets worse. No, I hated this part. But I'm like... Maybe. I didn't even... So this next part is like two minutes, and I didn't even... I took one note. <clears throat> he approaches Oscar and asks Oscar if he thinks he's gay. And this, like, I thought this was just going to be like a one, like, joke, like, yeah. oh, Oscar rolls his eyes. No, this went on for like two minutes where he's talking about, like, if Brad Pitt came to him, he might kiss him, but he might not. And then Oscar's like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, it's yeah. just... it's a Blame. And I, I felt bad. I was like, poor Oscar, number one. Like, it, was like, it wasn't funny. It was like they threw and these the, two uh, guys in there and they're like, improvise something about being gay. Yeah. And it just didn't work. It was like a, an improv class that just failed. Kind of like Michael pulling a gun, gun in his improv class. Yeah. Like it just died a slow death this whole Ugh. scene. Uh, so now we I go- did love how Oscar was like, is that really on me? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the gay guy, so I have to like, like affirm I, all the straight guys who might have leanings. confused heterosexual males. Like, <laughs> it's great. that's on me. So they have a ceremony and party for the interns, and Dwight gives them their credits and his business card. Mm-hmm. To which the one guy's like, why would I have to call you at night? And Dwight takes it. Says you don't have to at all. Problem <laughs> solved. So he tells them that one of them will do well in business. One will make a living. Nothing more. And one will be a great mother. The fuck? So, of course, the female is just like... She's like, what the fuck? How does he know about this? So, Andy asks Jim why he never set him up. And, again, it goes to the whole Andy's confused about what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And he even says, I prefer women. Yeah. And then he congratulates Jim on the baby. And Jim's like, what? Yeah. So then we see Angela (laughs) telling Pam that babies born out of wedlock are bastards. Dude, she has no chill. and, and, And Pam's just like... Why did that thought come into your head? <laughs> so, like, Jim grabs her, and they go off to the side, and they're, like, trying to figure out how everyone fell out, or yeah, found, found out. out. And then we hear Oscar over everybody, you think that I'm the voice of the Taco Bell dog? <laughs> and then Creed, did you tell Stanley I had asthma? Because if they find out, I can't scuba. And if I can't scuba, what is this all for? <laughs> so and then do we hear Toby, I have a daughter, how can I be a virgin? <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> So Jim, like, you know, gets everybody together. He's like, yo, we got to find out, like, about these crazy rumors. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where did they all come back? And they all go back to Michael. Oh, Kevin, who's working me with controls from the inside? Yeah, somebody Yeah, somebody told Kelly, or not Aaron, somebody, somebody that there's a little person inside Kevin. Like, he's fucking Krang from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> or, like, uh, what is it from Men I was in Black? Thinking, yeah, the... Rose, the... not Rosebud, Orion's Belt. Yeah. Like the fucking Men in Black alien. Oh, my so God. So they, they all go back to Michael. So Michael, like, runs to the elevator, and they pretty much, like, cajole him not to go on and to come mm-hmm. back and face the, you know, face fire. And he tells everyone that they made every, he made everything up. And, of course, Andy, because he's dumbass, just Well, goes, he's like, oh, I made up everything but one. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he, no, no. He, well, he says, I made up every, er, I made everything up. And that's when Andy goes, thank God. Because oh, yeah. he didn't want to be gay. Because apparently Michael's saying he's gay maybe. Like that, oh god, Andy's so, you know, I take back what I said about Ryan. A- Andy in this episode sucks. So. I, I. Yeah? It's such a stretch. Okay. It's, it is a stretch. You're okay. Right. You're right. There are people who are questioning, like, who aren't sure. Well, I don't that's think. that's totally fine. I don't but think But as a 35-year-old single male who's been engaged to a woman, just because somebody says, oh, I heard you were gay, you're going to question your entire fucking life? I don't think they're lampooning people who question. No, no, no. I think I they're lampooning they're that he's so stupid. No, I know they're not. Yeah. But, like. That's borderline, like, should not be allowed in public, stupid. (laughs) Like, he should be in a fucking padded cell. Yeah, like, that's just... How are you a salesman? How are you the best salesman? (laughs) It is questionable. Oh, that was just... It was too stupid. It further... Well, it's like... 
Joe Sixpack putting oil in his car and paying the mortgage yeah. on his apartment. Like, it goes back to that, where, like, this character is, like, too much. It's just yep. too much. So, as Oscar asked Mike why he made everything up, like, eating disorders, uh, people being spokes dogs, and Stanley's <laughs> affair. And Stanley gets all right, like, you told the people I had an affair? Yep. Like, it's kind of the, did I stutter, Stanley? Yeah. <laughs> And Mike says they were all fake but one. I don't know why. Like, this is another one where Michael's so fucking stupid. Yep. Where, like, he has the out and he's just like, no, they're all fake except for one. And that's what um, Jim kind of spills the or, yeah, Well, spills Jim kind of steps up. And like, takes you can the bullet. see him and Pam were like, fuck it, let's he, just take it. Jim knows Stanley had an affair probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he steps up, takes the bullet and says, me and Pam are pregnant. Yep. And then Michael's just like, no, Stanley had an affair. Like, he just says it. And Mike's, and, you know, Jim and Pam are like, no, no, Pam brings like, out the don't ultrasound. Don't cover up for us anymore, yeah. Michael. And she brings out the ultrasound to prove it. Yep. And Michael says, that's a picture of the inside of your vagina. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, at one point, Creed just starts asking questions. Who's the OBGYN? Yeah, and she's like, don't answer that. <laughs> so, but I love, you hear Ryan go, don't vaccinate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently, his new character Such is a tool. conspiracy guy. He's a hipster. Yeah. Is he? He's gotta be. I don't know what he is at this point. Like that, him and oh my god, him and Andy. I'm just like coming unglued thinking about the because <laughs> I, I know what Andy's supposed to be, and I fucking hate it. Yeah, I have no idea what Ryan is supposed to be. Like, he, yeah, he's just a mess of a character at this point. Like, yeah. there is no he's defining. Got, like every aesthetic. There's no defining characteristic of Ryan at this point, except for douche. Just douche. Yeah, yeah just was... douche. <laughs> so, Jim and Pam are in Mike's office now, and he's upset that they didn't tell him. He thought he should know what their parents did. <laughs> like, how long have you known? A week? A month? A year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a year. So, Even though she said, I'm four months along. Uh, so Michael gets a call from Stanley's wife. And Jim says, don't take it. Because apparently Michael called her earlier in the day. To confirm she was in yeah. out of town. So Mike is like, I can handle it. I, I know how I'm going to do it. And he picks up. He goes, hey, Cynthia. Oh, my God. <laughs> he immediately gives it away. So then he does a talking head where he said, Terry was already suspicious. And Cynthia was married, too, and apparently she and Stanley couldn't break it off or whatever. <sighs> and as he's talking, we see Stanley going full on, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the al- or fuck a stranger in the apps. <laughs> oh, well, on TV, okay, you know what I'm talking about, the Big yes, Lebowski? Yes. On TV, it's, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Oh, my God. And, but, like, you know, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, and yep. John Goodman beats the shit. That's what Stanley's doing to Michael's car, just yep. destroying it. He's and Michael's got, letting he's got him... got a... a- sand wedge yeah and michael's just like watching he's like i deserve it yeah it's the only smart thing he did the entire episode Um, and did you notice he that he got another sebring yeah there's another red sebring Mm -hmm. and he's gonna i i don't know if this is a running gag throughout the whole series i just didn't pay attention to until he crashed the one in the lake well he loves his sebring but remember when he had his list of demands and yeah charles said they don't make them anymore yeah he does have a red sebring so he got an old one so the show closes with the interns doing a talking head, and they each say that you know they go through the celebrities that Michael referred to them as Jet Li, Julia Stiles, and Alan Thicke. Which Alan Thicke, yeah, it's, I, I could see it. And the yeah. funny thing is, you know, it's so fucked up. Alan Thicke had like a five decade career in entertainment. He did. He did a lot of things. He was a comedian. He was the dad on Growing, Growing Pains. Pains. He did movies. Do you know the only thing I remember him for? What. There was okay, so there was an episode of The Soup. Oh God! And do you remember? Poor Alan. Thicke. You remember D- Deal or No Deal with Howard Mandel? Yes. 
And so they were doing a crossover because after the Deal or No Deal, they were going to premiere a new show. Mm-hmm. Where it was a cooking-themed competition, and Alan Thicke was the host. Okay. So he came out at the end of Deal or No Deal, and Howie's like, we'll see you next, Alan. And Thicke just goes, hey, Howie, meal or no meal. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was the funniest. Oh. I don't even know why. And like that pun, and it like, looked like he had a gun to his head. Like, yo, you got to say the fucking pun. And, Oh, God, that's like my lasting memory because I think he died like two years later. Meal or no meal. Meal or no meal. Oh, he's got that Alan Thick voice. He does. So that that brings us to the end of the episode. Bear, what'd you give it? I gave it a 3.0. Okay, I gave I, it a 4. I said it was solid, but I fucking cannot stand. The second half of the episode, as many, as, as many redeeming qualities as it may have had, Andy was too fucking stupid so for was, me. So was Michael. And yeah, you know, I'm shocked. I, I, I couldn't looking at this. I'm shocked that I gave it a four now, but I, you know what? I think I was just laughing at, it, not because of Andy and Mike were obvious detriments to this episode. Yeah, Jim and Pam added little. I However, no, Jim how, and Pam were fine. However, the thing that saved it was everybody else talking about gossip. Like yeah. when you just hear Oscar go, "You think I'm the Taco Bell dog?" Yeah, the and voice of the Taco Bell. Toby dog. with the fucking <laughs> yeah. virgin thing, and I have Kevin a with Kevin with the little thing, and. Like Meredith with she's gonna hate being a mom. Yeah. Kevin going, you like men's butts because you're gay. Like <laughs> shit like that. Oh, I did like how Aaron was like, Kelly, I'm so glad you're eating again. She's like, me too. Yeah, and she's like chowing down a cake. <laughs> like that stuff. Like the ancillary players, like the bit players, they, they were carried the reason their load. they got three. Like Creed that's the reason they got a three. Yeah, but otherwise, the show was a complete mess. Yeah, absolutely. Like Michael was unbearable. Andy was unbearable. Like I just ugh. Andy was too st- like. I usually, and you, oh, we also, can attest, I usually am the one who has the patience for Andy. Uh, not this episode. It, I'm sorry. It was way too fucking dumb for it, me. It was also helped by the intern's little action yeah. and the parkour opening. Yeah. So I I guess I, you know, I should go lower. That's probably why you went with a four. But. I should go lower. And who knows? Maybe when we do the season six wrap up, I'll amend this. <laughs> but right now I'm going to stand with the four because I did I laugh can't. a bunch. But I no, can't. I understand. I I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Because there's been so many episodes when I wanted to kill fucking Andy. Yep. So I'm glad we're on the same page about that. <laughs> so Bear, you want to add anything else about this one? Um, I'm not really. All right. So what's what we got now? So now we have episode two, the meeting. All right. Now before we jump into this next episode, why don't you put us over? Absolutely, guys. So always hit us up on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Um, We've been having a lot of interactions on there. And guys, if you didn't realize, um, we did move over to the Jenny position. We will no longer be featured on the Place B Nation pop feed for any new episodes. So if you're looking for us, as always, you can find us on every platform. Google, Anchor, Podbean, Spotify, um, iTunes, all of those feet. Yeah platforms, but also on the Jenny position. Yes, where you can find other great content by Jennifer Smith and so many more. Exactly. But uh, So I just wanted to throw that one out there because we did have one of our one of our fans, I can yeah. actually say that. <laughs> yeah, somebody who enjoys us. Yeah. Um, they were looking for us and they said that they hadn't seen us for a while on Play Sweet Nation's feed, so I just wanted to throw that out there again um, just in case anybody listening is looking for us on a, our new our new home. Yes. But um so back to us on Twitter, Brosis at Brosis Podcast. We like to send out our favorite screen grabs from our episodes and everything like that. But you can also email us if you're a little uh shy 
<laughs> being out in public. Oh. You can always email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com if you have the long form email feedback. Um, any thoughts that you want to share with us, if you want us to read on the air, uh, yeah, that's where you can hit us up, brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> oh, whoa! Anyway. I don't know why, but that just made me want to go like, I am the dog, the <laughs> big bad dog. I was listening to some Metallica lately, and like, I just love James Hetfield. Like, yeah! yeah! My favorite is like, you know the song, Nothing Else Matters? Yeah. It's like a ballad, ding, yeah. ding, ding. And then like when it's building up to the guitar solo in the middle, he just goes, yeah, yeah! <laughs> and it's, it's so fucking out of place, but it's so brilliant. It's so James Hetfield. Oh, very much. So, uh, that'll be that. So now we're moving on to Season 6, Episode 2, The Meeting. Bear, yes. this one's all you. All right, guys. So we start off with a cold open. Oscar enters Michael's office. Now, Michael explains to Oscar that he's a little scared because he's about to have a procedure done. <laughs> and Oscar's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, if you don't mind me asking, what what is it? And Michael explains that he's having a colonoscopy. And Oscar's kind of just like, okay. Seems standard. <laughs> yeah. And Michael asks um, if there are any sensations or emotions that he should be ready to experience. <laughs> or if there's anything that he could do to make it more pleasurable for himself or his doctor, Dr. Chaudhry. <laughs> um, a poor Oscar. Well, this is like the last uh, episode with Andy. Yeah. And then Michael asks, should I have a safe word? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> he just walks out. Oh, poor Oscar. He <laughs> just, you know what? That that three-month-long European vacation and company Had car is so it. not worth it. I don't know. Maybe it was. He, he got rid of Gil, that fucking wet He did wet get blanket. rid of Gil. <laughs> All right, guys. But that's the cold open. And then we open to David Wallace. Oh, I love David Wallace. <laughs> He's leaving Michael's office. They just had a meeting. And Jim and David... Do you know what he asked Michael for? A rundown? A rundown of the Buffalo clients. What the fuck is a rundown? I still don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, Michael knows. Michael knows so what it is, scary. apparently. Yeah, Jim doesn't know, but Michael does. Yee. Frightening. But that anyway, is terrifying. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. So um, David and Jim walk into the conference room, and Michael's obviously really upset because David's like, oh, it's only going to be the two of us. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's fine, sure. So then Michael's obviously already disturbed as fuck that he's not in on this meeting. Mm-hmm. He tries to play it off like he's not, but he's literally standing around the office watching them. Just he, through the window like yeah. a creeper. He yeah. asked Pam what it is, and she plays dumb. And he's like, oh, really? You just said good luck <laughs> to Jim. You know what it's about. And she's like, oh, it doesn't sound like me. Not superstitious. Little stitious. Little stitious. (laughs) But um, so then we go back and Dwight is watching Daryl and Toby have a meeting. Now, Daryl is not in his warehouse uniform. He's in a green football jersey, which obviously is for the Eagles. I believe that is a Reggie White jersey from the early 90s. Like, they don't have names or trademarks on it for obvious reasons. But I believe that's a Reggie White Eagles jersey. Okay. That makes sense because I was like, that's a very bright green. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the 90s were very garish, so that makes <laughs> okay. sense. Especially the early 90s. Yeah. Some of those, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. I know that's your team, but like they had those creamsicle uniforms. Yeah. And with, the, with that, you know, pirate on there with the buccaneer, like the it's dagger in his gross, mouth. man. <laughs> buccaneer Bruce. <laughs> Go Tom Brady. But, um, so yeah, he's sitting there in a green football jersey and he's telling Toby how he was reaching for a box off a top shelf. The ladder went out from under him. Next thing he knew, the ladder is on top of him. He's on the ground. He broke his ankle. And Toby's like, all right, well, uh, you know, keep your medical records and I'll send this off to corporate and feel better, man. And he does a weird fist bump. 
But, <laughs> Trying um, to be hip. Yeah. But Dwight is, like, kind of calling him out, like, oh, if you were on the ladder, how did the ladder end up on top of you? And Dwight's like, or Daryl is just like, not your business, man. Back the fuck off. <laughs> He's really, That's essentially it. And yeah. Dwight's like, I didn't realize we were in communist Sweden. I love when he has uh, Daryl, whose doctor is whatever, and he just goes, probably Dr. J. Oh, my which God, is, yeah. I didn't realize, like, watching this series, like, Dwight has some racist tendencies. Oh, my. Some? <laughs> well, like, I always knew, like, oh, like, the German part. Yeah. But, like. The more I watch, the more I'm like, man, Dwight is like an under, like an undercover racist. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, y'all got birthday cake up here? Yeah, he did the impression. And, I love, and Toby's like, that doesn't sound anything like that's Daryl. That's not a good Daryl. No. Like, he doesn't even question the content of yeah. what he said. No, because Daryl <laughs> leaves and he's like, Toby, that's that's not a real story. And Toby's like, yeah, the doctor's note. And he goes, and that's when he goes, oh, from who? Dr. J? <laughs> it's fucking over. And it's like, wow, oh, wow, okay. That's <laughs> so strong. Right? So now um, he's like, he, how many people fall off a ladder? And this is like the most northeastern Pennsylvania thing Toby has ever said. Hmm. Got, one of my neighbors fell off the ladders painting his house. It was on the news. It was on the news. Oh, and it's it. like, you know what? That would be on the news. A, lo- a huge gust of wind knocked yeah. a man off a ladder. That, you know, it kind of makes up for the fact when he called pizzas pies yeah they don't he, he, they're getting it back yeah they're getting that mojo this one's got a knife that's what it reminded <laughs> me of inside edition yes baby. uh we really like the soap the soup the in soap. Our- we love the soap everybody and also reminders in these covid times use soap and water wash your hands we love 20 soap. seconds we love soap um so anyway um and we then see a montage of toby and dwight investigating um and pretend like Dwight's like pretending to fall. Yeah, they're going, he's laying on the ground. They're going through the warehouse, like go, recreating the crime, yeah. if you will. And Toby's like, "I do love your investigative novels. <laughs> I'll I'll hit you in the mush, yeah, see." And I was like, "Is he a pirate?" No, like, there was like a it's like a James Cagney. I'll punch you in the mush, yeah. I guess he, he's not very good at it because he's Toby not at all. <laughs> Toby Flinderson is a charisma black hole. Yeah, but he's like Dwight does have some good points. Mm-hmm. So we can only imagine what's going on from there. So now, Michael pretends that he's on a phone call, and he walks into David and Jim's meeting, and he's like, Ah, if he talks like that, I'll fire him. Yeah, I love you too. Goodbye. And he hangs up, because he's like, Oh, I'm walking into a meeting right now. Okay, I love you. Bye. (laughs) And, um... David's like basically like Michael. We want to continue yeah. alone. Can like, you leave? get the fuck out. How many times? But uh, so Michael's like, oh yeah, okay, sure. So then he's watching again, creeping from outside in the office. And Creed asks him what the meeting is about. If it's about him, <laughs> if it's about him. And like Michael's like, no, I think it's about me. And he's like, that makes much more sense, boss. Thanks. <laughs> like, and Michael's like, like uh. Suspicion is just yeah. reaching heights now. <clears throat> so now Mike thinks that Jim is telling David Wallace that uh, Michael cannot handle the work with new Buffalo Branch work. Very insecure. Yes. And Michael's explaining how he's actually had work like every day. And David, of course, had to come visit the one four-month period that he was so overwhelmed. But, um, so Pam is now walking around the office with a clipboard trying to get wedding RSVPs. Dude, can I tell you, it's pathetic that adults don't know how to fucking RSVP. I think we've had this conversation on the show. We have. I think we've brought it up as many times as I mentioned the Ewoks celebrating the Death Star's demise. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think it's a a general topic of conversation. 
But anyway. Fuck people. She explains, she explains that they're having their wedding in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they understand that not everybody can go, which is why they're having it in Niagara Falls. And But then Michael decided to tell everybody that um, if they go to the wedding, they can have Friday and Monday off. Mm. So now their choice is to go to the wedding or work, which, to be honest... I might work because yeah. Michael's not going to be there. It depends. Yeah, if Michael's not going to be there, yeah, just chill out, get paid for it. True, true. Yeah. So now, Michael sits at and like on Andy's desk, facing the conference room, and this is what we were talking about earlier, yeah. like in the episode with Kelly's whiteboard. Andy being number one, he's sitting there watching David Wallace and Jim, and Andy is like, "Hey, boss, like, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, how how are your sales?" Like, just pretending. Yeah. And he's like, oh, doing great. All right, you got me. I'm doing horrible. (laughs) And then he's like, well, I'm just like, you know, in this really weird, flirty, nebulous thing with my cousin, which, again, how fucking stupid do you have to be? Yeah, yeah. But I do love Phyllis, like, again, with the cousin. (laughs) Like he's from West Virginia. Right? Like, my God. But, um, so Michael's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't, like, he doesn't even care. So now, Michael... Makes Andy make a cheese cart so that he can ride in under the cart and spy on David and Jim. <laughs> Which, it's just like they have the gingham tablecloth. And yep. Mike, Andy's going through the refrigerator taking cheese off of people's sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know whose sandwich that was, but it had like five slices of cheese on it. <laughs> I was watching him. It's all off one sandwich. And I was like... That's a big ass sandwich. Somebody's gonna be bound up. Holy that. shit! Five <laughs> slices of cheddar, Jesus! But anyway, so like he wheels it in. They do the typical Andy like. Oh, look at this cheese shit. from Wisconsin! It's got a nice. He like is like a French waiter. <laughs> I hate him. I know. I know. I hate him. We all do. So my uh, Jim and Dwight and er, not Dwight, Jim Wallace and Wallace end their meeting, and they leave and Dwight. Uh, David Wells is like, oh, where's Michael? Meanwhile, Michael's like pushing himself out of the conference room on this cart, does like a tuck and roll out of the cart. <laughs> He's like, oh, you must have walked right past me, David. Yeah. And um, they go into his office to discuss the meeting that David and Jim just had. Meanwhile, yes. Toby and Dwight are spying on Daryl to see if he's faking his injury just to get workman's comp. They see... Um, Somebody in a green football jersey like Daryl's wearing earlier. And they have like one of those like 20 pound bags. 50. Of, oh, 50 pound bags of oh, dog Roy. food. <laughs> yeah. On their shoulder and they're walking around the house and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's him. Begin taping. Like start taping, start taping. And Toby's filming while Daryl or Dwight drives up to Daryl's house and in a total non-Toby fashion. But it's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. He goes... Hey, asshole, you're going to eat all that dog food yourself? <laughs> Amazing. And his, like, voice cracks while he's doing it. Hey, asshole. <laughs> so good. The, but then you see the dog food bag turn, and it's a woman. Yes, it's, it's a Darryl woman. And Daryl comes rushing out of the house on his crush it, crutches. Yes. And, like, Toby's like, drive, just drive. <laughs> They run into the garbage cans. <laughs> Toby hits his head on something, and he's like, "Just go, just go!" <laughs> and they up. leave. <laughs> Brilliant. So now Pam is asking Ryan. So earlier she was asking Kelly, and Kelly was like, "Oh, I don't know, only if 
Ryan goes. And then Kelly says something like, you know, I really want to be there to support Jim. So see if Ryan's well, going to she, be Well, she there. said if, if Ryan doesn't go, it'll just be a waste of time. Yeah. And, but then she's like, oh, I just offended her. Uh, yeah, I would like to go to support Jim. Not, the, not Pam. Not the marriage, but Jim. Just Jim. So now she's asking Ryan, because then she can hit two birds with one stone. And Ryan's being like a dick. He's like, I might show. I might show up in And she's like, it's $75 a head. So, of course, Ryan one-ups. I once had a $77 glass of cognac, okay? So don't talk to me about money. (laughs) And she's like, Ryan. And he goes, yes, I am coming to your wedding. (laughs) So, of course, Pam marks off Ryan and Kelly. She says that line and goes... Uh, maybe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> so now we're back. David is asking Michael if he's comfortable with the new responsibilities he has. And Michael's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Wonderful. Everything's great. And he's like, what about Jim? What do you think about him? Like putting him in charge of something. Do you think he's ready for a manager position? Mike gets so defensive. Oh, my God. And he's like... I wouldn't put him in charge. I mean, look at this review written by Toby, oh, yes. who is obviously still in love with Pam. And he's, it's like he wastes time, distracts the other salesmen, spends too much time at uh, reception. reception. And my favorite is the last one. Not at all what he thinks he yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, and But, of course, Michael's like, that was written by Toby Flenderson. So, I mean, you know it's legit. Yeah, he actually like gives props yeah. to Toby. <laughs> so, now... Jim, like, David is like, well, that's concerning because Jim proposed that you get promoted to uh, head of Northeastern sales and then Jim would be promoted to your position. But without Jim, and he's like, I-, I don't know, like, who else would you say? And, of course, Michael's already like, Jim wanted me to get promoted? <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'd, I mean, I don't know. And then David's like, well, we have to think because Jim has another job offer. Smart Jim leveraging another job offer. Just like um, Chip. Yep. What's his name? God, the guy in fucking Stanford. Josh. Josh, Chip yeah. Chip Eston, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and he's like, so we might have to replace him too, so we really have to think about this. So now Jim is, it's a talking head, and he's like, you know, I didn't tell Michael because I knew he would screw it up. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And he did anyway. So now Dwight and Jim are... um. Or, I'm sorry, David Wallace. I have DW for David Wallace, and I just... Dwight. 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 Um, But David and Jim, David's like, oh, come walk me to my car, Jim. And Michael is watching as Jim is obviously disappointed. Like, he just got a huge... Wallace gives him the bad news. Yeah, and Michael is just like, I can't help but feel slightly responsible for (laughs) Yeah, he's got a little bit of guilt. Yeah, he's like, I know I just fucked up. Yeah. So now Jim comes up, and... He asks him, like, Michael's trying to suck up to him. He's offering him jelly beans. <laughs> and Michael, and he's like, let's go talk in your office, Michael. And he just, like, flat out asks him, like, was I brought up in this meeting? And Michael's like, mm. It's your typical Mike flustered trying to change the subject, yeah. not get caught doing something exactly. he shouldn't have been doing. So Jim lays out and he's like, listen, I asked for a promotion. And I said, you should get a promotion, too. Did you say anything that would, like, if the conversation went well in the room, something changed after he talked to you. Mm. And Michael said that he's going to call David Wallace right after this and tell him that you he deserves a promotion. And Jim's like, let's do it now. Like, Jim is pissed. Yeah, he's not He's, happy. like, serious. It's like when he realized he'd lose half of his sales on the Blue, Blue Cross. Cross. The golden <laughs> ticket. Yeah. yeah, like, 
I have a mortgage, dude. Yeah, he's pissed. I'm getting married, man. In Niagara <laughs> Falls. It ain't cheap. <laughs> so now we're back, and Toby and Dwight are in the annex, and Dwight has a flashlight. He's like, I need to see if your pupils are dilating. I need to see if you're concussed. Daryl and this woman. Barge in. Barge in. She's kind of re- reminiscent of Roz from Night Court. Yeah. Bailiff. Well, she also has a similar haircut to Dwight, well, she, to Daryl. She both, has the short afro the haircut. The McNabb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. But, um, so she has a shorter hairdo. And she's wearing a green... She's it, wearing a green what, football jersey and I, gym shorts. I believe it is an Aaron Rodgers Packers jersey. Yes. But it doesn't have the yellow on it. It's just green. No, it's just green. Yes. But, uh, so, I mean, like, they are dressed similarly. Similar, same haircut. They have the same haircut and the same body type. Oh, very, yes. Uh, the they have body a very type, similar body what type. What would you describe the body type as? Like, potato? Potato on toothpicks? Something like that? No, not toothpicks. <laughs> well, okay, they're beefy, though. Yeah. Because Daryl is not, Daryl is a... Linebacker. I didn't realize until he was sitting... Daryl's meaty. He was sitting with Toby at the desk, and I was like, he is pouring over that yeah. chair. Like, he... He didn't used to be that fat. No. I don't know if he thins out in this, like, series, but, like, he was fucking husky. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you think from, like, season one Daryl to Foreman Daryl. Yeah, he's, like... There is a... He's gained a considerable yeah. weight. Like, I'm not shitting on the actor. No, no, not we all, all of our bodies morph and such. Yep. But, like, he got big. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so they confront them, and he's, like... Did you did you say to my sister, "Hey, did you call my sister an asshole and tell her to eat dog food?" <laughs> so awesome. And Dwight's like, "Listen, I thought she was you." And Daryl's like, "What does that mean? We look. Why do you think we look alike?" And I love Dwight yeah. because he's like, "Are you kidding me? You look exactly alike." And he stares into the camera, and he's like, am I alone here? <laughs> he's like, like, look at this. Are you kidding me right now? And Toby's like, I don't see it. I don't see it, Dwight. <laughs> so awesome. So now Daryl threatens to file a complaint with corporate on them both. Yeah. And they leave. And his sister just, his sister Gwyneth just goes, sad. <laughs> sad. Like, so now Michael and Jim are in his office still, and they call David Wallace. Michael pushes the mute button when he's like, like I said before, he mutes that. I think Jim deserves his job. And David's like, listen, I think you're breaking up. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like, Michael's like, listen, that file was falsified. Toby Flinderson's on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Totally throws Toby under the bus again. He's doing drugs. And then David Wallace gets pulled over for being on his cell phone and driving, Mm. which that is a total late 2000s. Is that New Jersey? I think they might still have that law in the books. I think so, yeah. yeah. Thank God for Bluetooth. (laughs) Uh, but he hangs up, and Jim is just like, Michael, you fucked me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he knows it. he's upset. Like, Jim is very upset right now. So now we're back with Toby and Dwight, the duo I never knew nah. we needed. Oh, totally. Um, and they go to the warehouse to apologize to Daryl and his sister. Who are both just sitting on a couch. Why is he at work? Exactly. He's on workman's comp. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so awesome. But they're just hanging out. And then as they're apologizing, all of a sudden you hear... The scissor lift. And... Toby, or I'm sorry, Daryl, Dwight turns around and he goes, that's it, that's it. They were using the lift for personal, as a personal elevator. And Daryl's like, that's insane, man. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, the warehouse workers have like their lunch in their hands as they're using it. And the steps are right next door to it. (laughs) Super lazy. Ridiculous. 
So now Dwight goes, no, why would you, like, why is there a different piece of wood on the top of the railing than the rest of it? You used it, blah, 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 you fell in, you Mm -hmm. just didn't want to take responsibility. And Daryl's like, all right, fine, I did it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what happened. (laughs) And Dwight, of course, can't just relish in, like, actually cracking a case. You don't crack Crack a case. case. Solve Uh, it. You solve it. But um, he's like... Daryl or Dwight's like I'm gonna I want to formally complain about Daryl for falsifying a record and of course then Daryl stands up and says he's gonna threaten that his sister will say that they both sexually assaulted her <laughs> and Dwight goes are you kidding me no judge in the world would believe that <laughs> God <laughs> it's ridiculous so then like T- Toby's like listen guys like why don't we just Call it even. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we could either complain about each other and be buried under a mound of paperwork or just let bygones be guy- bygones. for himself. And Toby has to do all the paperwork because <laughs> they agreed to complain about each other. <laughs> so now, Michael meets Jim down. Like, Jim was getting ready. He's going for a walk. He's got to blow off some steam. He cuts him off. Jim gets out of the elevator. Michael cuts him off at the stairs. And Jim is just like, Michael... All the times I asked you to put me up for a branch manager position, did you actually do it? And Michael actually is honest. And he says, no, because I didn't want to lose you or Pam. And now I don't want to lose the baby, even though he really won't <laughs> the, see the baby. Lose the baby. He's not in the baby's <laughs> life at all. And Jim is just like, you know what? The, like, that's ridiculous. How does, He says, like, that's extreme or, like, that's ridiculous. That's hard or something like that. And Michael tries to do it. That's what she said. And Jim's like, no, no, <laughs> not doing it. So Michael's like, God damn it. I really fucked up. Yep. So then Aaron comes over and she says, David Wallace is on the phone. So Michael's like, all right, let's talk to him together. So then David explains that he and Alan, who um, I believe we met during uh, the, sto- the stockbroker's. It was a shareholders meeting when Michael goes to New York. I don't remember this one. Should I remember this one? Shareholders. The only one I can think of is the deposition. Never mind. Is this a future thing that you just spoiled? Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. All right, all right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, David Wallace and Alan are, have decided the only way that they can sell this to the big people upstairs is uh isn't he the big person upstairs well he's a cfo okay she's yeah. financial yeah gotcha um th- is to have two branch managers jim run the day-to-day operations and michael is uh client focused and big picture uh-huh. co-managers and michael's like so jim is co-manager and i'm manager and they go no co-manager and co-manager <laughs> that's it and um then Dw- dwight david wallace Says, Michael, why don't you pick up? And he offers Michael an out. And he's like, listen, if you don't want to do this, we won't do it. And Jim will leave. Yeah, Jim will go to his other job. Yeah. So now we go and Dwight rushes into the office to make an announcement about fraud being perpetrated (laughs) here today. And Michael interrupts him and announces that Jim is now the co-manager. He's been promoted to co-manager. Yep. um, With Michael. And Dwight... His face. He's between the two of them as Michael's making this announcement. Yep. And his face. Oh. It's like crestfallen and hurt. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a talking head where there's no talking. It's him just screaming. Yeah. Like, 
Like he just went to the deepest pit of hell. He's like, ah! Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's good and, shit. And um, yeah, so then we ended on a little thing where Pam, Meredith, and Angela are in the break room. And Pam is trying to get the RSVP for Meredith. Mm. And Meredith's like, oh, Niagara Falls in the fall? Hell yeah! <laughs> and um, she's Pam's like, well, can you reply like on the actual RSVP? Because there's information on there. You have to t- pick your food choice. She's like, I'll just have whatever's fanciest, unless there's ribs. <laughs> and uh, everything else I'll just text you the day of. <laughs> and Pam like is... Like, you're going to text me the morning of my wedding for directions, <laughs> and you will eat whatever is fanciest, unless there's ribs. <laughs> and, and, like, Angela's like, oh, my God, how rude. So Pam's like, oh, my God, finally, somebody I can talk to about mm-hmm. this. She picks up Angela's purse off the chair, and she's like, yeah, I've been chasing people around all day. <laughs> Angela doesn't give a fuck. She's like, Pam, my purse was there. <laughs> you bitch. And that's how we end it. Yep. What'd you give this one? I give this one a three point one. I gave it a two point eight. I wow. did not like this one at all. Yeah, <laughs> and I I, can't I even... think it's like the second episode, like these two episodes, like back to back, start of the sixth season. Michael fucks over somebody else in the office. I expect and he, so much uh, more, and he knows that he did it. Yeah, he does it on purpose. He owes, a guy who he says it. at one point in the episode he says Jim is my best friend. Yeah, and he fucks him over. Like this, I hated this. <laughs> The Jim or the Dwight Toby stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of that stuff. Yeah, everything else on this episode was absolute garbage. I liked the Meredith RSVP part because I mean I've said that to our brother. Our one brother's getting married this year, mm-hmm. and um, I told him I said I'll just have whatever's fanciest unless there's ribs. <laughs> and I've probably made that joke. He made that joke to me when I got married. It's just one of those one liners. Yeah, it's just one of those lines that is easily used. So but, um, I loved the Toby and Dwight. Yeah, that stuff, stuff was awesome. That was the that, only like, funny like stuff. Like I said, that was the dynamic duo. I didn't know we need. No, they were needed. great. Does a guy. Um, I do love David Wallace. He's okay. Like it's a straight man. Yeah. But the thing is, usually there's like when you have a straight man, you have stuff that's like crazy going on around him. Yeah. This wasn't crazy. This was Michael being an underhanded dick. Yeah. Jim, like, being a whiny, like, I want this job. Like, No, see, I thought Jim was actually relatable. No, Jim was relatable. I, I'm, being, because, I'm generalizing. I mean, yeah, because but how many times have you gone... Like, he obviously did his research enough to know, like, listen, like, I have another job offer. I want to stay here and make it better here. Uh-huh. This is how. And he had a plan. He had a solution. Why they couldn't just go back to that... I don't understand, but... Because Michael's an asshole. And, then, and this is the point now where we are five full seasons in. I feel like they ran out of things to do with Michael Scott, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, feel, I think he was just too much here. I don't know. Like I just feel like he's just sabotaging shit. And not always on purpose. This one was on purpose. But, like, the last episode... This one wasn't on purpose, though. Last one no, was. Last one, no, 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 this one this pulled one, out the bad report on Jim. He did, but he also... Like, he did it as a defense mechanism. I don't think he... Like, he obviously didn't know because Jim said... He's like, I kept Michael in the dark, but I should have known he could have done just as much damage <sighs> in the dark as he could in the light. It's the worst. Yeah. That, it just wasn't entertaining. Yeah. It was just like, oh, wow, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, at least the last one, you had Stanley going nuts, and you had, like, the, the rumors, <laughs> gossip stuff. Like, this one really, as, in the club. aside from the five minutes of Daryl, Toby, and Dwight, the rest of this was just... Did you call my sister an asshole and tell her to eat dog food? <laughs> the rest of this was just, like, kind of a... Yeah, it was 
mediocre no. at best. Yeah, it was just a slog to get through. I yeah. haven't given out 2.8, I don't think since... I don't think I've given anything under a 3 since Survivor, man. Yeah. It's been a while. And it's just like, ugh, blah. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I really don't I even... I really one. don't even... Look, I didn't even... Get, I got like half a page of notes. Yeah. I'm just like, there's nothing There's nothing to this one. It's just sad. Yeah. So... No, I, I agree. I, I feel bad because like, I, every season seems to start off strong. Except they, for this one. This one was weak as fuck. They did not yeah. put... Like, even in the first season, the second episode was the fucking diversity Oh, deck. my God, yeah. Like, we didn't get anything even close to that. And no. I'm just kind of bummed now. But, yeah. I mean, what do we got next week? Well, next week we have episode three, The Promotion. The Promotion. So, obviously, something happens. Well, they agreed at the end of this yeah. one. Yeah, so. and then episode four, Niagara Part One. Okay, so that's a, a wedding episode. I'm assuming, since it's in Niagara. It only took... Four or five years to get there, but we're there. We're here. We should have should have been Roy Anderson's day. <laughs> but. That's the closest to Pamela Anderson I ever <laughs> want to be. So that wraps up this week, everybody. Yep. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, do so at Twitter, uh, at Brother Sister Rewatch, or excuse me, at Brosis yeah. Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got fucked up there. Twitter is at Brosis <laughs> yeah. Podcast, or you can email us um, at Brother Sister Rewatch at gmail.com we'd love to hear your questions concerns comments and anything else you want to give Absolutely. to us Absolutely. so we'll cover those episodes next week we want to thank you for listening another week please share the show around to your friends families and acquaintances we would love to help you or help love you to help us yeah. grow this show and remain socially distant yes also go check out the Jenny position and all the good content Jenny and her uh, cohorts such Keep as us sassy is hilarious yes Go, they're rolling out more content. It's good stuff. And I guess that about does it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for another awesome week. We'll catch you on the next one.